previously on the incomparable Jason hey you may recall that uh, that I asked you to play the clip from the previous year's clip show of you taking out your garbage. Uh-huh. I've come up with some strategies vis-a-vis maximizing your recyclable sorting algorithm. Oh, good. Yeah, let's go ahead and hear that clip again. Uh, all right. This actually isn't so much a favorite moment as I just have some questions about it. <laughs> and uh, it's actually at the end of the episode, Jason takes out his recycling. I'm going to take out the recycling. Hey, Overcast, play last year's clip show. It's interesting that you start a, a show for the the very brief experience of taking the recycling out. <laughs> you don't know how far the recycling goes. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I will defeat the incomparable, and they will never draft me again. <laughs> That's weird. Is that is that your neighbor? Uh, no, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Oh boy, I've got a bad feeling about this. Can you can you isolate the podcast audio you're listening to in that clip? Uh, yeah, I can do and that. Then, okay, great. I want you to do that, and then also zoom and enhance. Oh, zoom and enhance. All right. Let me. I think I can do that. That's like two buttons here. Let me see. Okay. Let's see. Because I, I got to do the clip thing, which is that, and then I got to do the yeah. zoom and enhance thing, which is that. Ben picking no. Dan picking Steve picking Lori Jason Chad picking Steve picking Skeletorx. My second favorite moment of 2014 was when listener Etienne picked me in the 2013 clip show, picking me in the 2012 clip show, picking listeners Lori, Janice, and Chad in the 2011 clip show, picking me, picking Skeletor in the TV fantasy character draft. What's your number one pick, Steve? My favorite moment of 2014 is listener Ben picking listener Etienne, picking me, picking uh, listeners Lori, Janice, and Chad, picking me, picking Skeletor. What did you do, Steve? What have you done? I, wait, what, well, hold on, hold happened? on. Is it 2018? <laughs> I don't know. And one would have thought you could have like stopped that before we had to hear the whole thing. But I guess maybe I don't Skeletor know how this works. Your computer. Oh my god! Very complicated. It was fine until I zoomed in and enhanced. <laughs> Never zoom and enhance, Jason. <laughs> I can picture all of you looking at your phones and uh, <laughs> you know maybe writing the first chapter of your novel. <laughs> first two chapters. <laughs> at this point. The Inconquerable. Number 547. January 2021. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. Guess what, everybody? It's 2021. We made it out of 2020. We did it. We did it. We did it. I'm sure everything will be better now. This is our annual look back on the previous year. I just want to point out, yes, indeed, in 2020, in addition to all the things that happened in 2020, we did a clip show episode, a 500th episode, and a 10th anniversary episode. So the true Skeletor clip loop will be when The Incomparable is a weekly celebration of The Incomparable. <laughs> look for that in 2025. <laughs> for now, however, we are going to look back on the year 2020, uh, what we liked, what we what we didn't like, which is the year 2020, as I mentioned, and uh, and maybe play some clips of things that we liked that happened on the podcast this year. Joining me are some of the most frequent 
visitors to this podcast in the year 2020. And I'm going to introduce them in the order of supremacy of the number of appearances on this podcast in 2020. And believe it or not, he's reclaimed his throne number one at 19 appearances. It's Dan Morin. Kneel before Dan. (laughs) Curses. I will not. Yes. No, Neil. Who's does Neil here? I thought Neil was before <laughs> yeah, me. He was before no, me. We why, why did we not first, introduce Neil? We just said oh, that. Okay. Sorry. Dan before Neil. Second most appearances this year. Uh dethroned from last year being number one, but still a large number. It's Moises Chuyon. Hello. I will reclaim my throne if it's the last thing I do. Uh, thir- third up, Monty Ashley. Hi, Monty. Oh. Hi. Hi. Ooh, I thought surprise I'd be. twist. <laughs> it's me. Did you did you not realize you were here? I didn't see me there. Oh no. <laughs> Dan and I dueling on a cliff face as Monty pushes us yes, off the yes. side and walks up and claims the crown. Uh fourth most appearances, Kelly Gamont. Kelly, hello. Welcome. It's Hi. your first time here. Uh it's gonna be weird. It, it was weird before, so I'm I'm into it. Yeah. All right. David J. Lore, number five. Hi, David. Hello. Uh, just because this is Build as a clip show, a yes. singular clip. I'm picking the 2020 clip show. Okay, Just the good. whole show. All right. It's one clip. Easy. And then we're done. done. Good night, everybody. Yeah. All good right. Good night. Uh, Everyone send Jason your files. Yep, indeed. Sixth uh, up is Aline Sims, who could not be here tonight, but we uh, send all our best to Aline and thank her for her service. Some smart, smart. Just don't be on the clip show. <laughs> you can wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can do that. That was an option, Jason. Never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Steve Lutz is here. Hi, Steve. Hi, Jason. Boy, what a good idea to look back and revisit all of the great things we enjoyed in 2020. <laughs> Isn't it though? I think so. I think it's great. I, I can't wait to go back to those halcyon days. Oh man, can you imagine? Like now that we're in 2021, the perfect thing to do is to go back to 2020, right? That's right. Yeah. It's called hindsight. Oh, hindsight 2020. It. Yep. By the t-shirt, David made it. Uh, James Thompson is also <laughs> not here because it's like 4 a.m. in Scotland. But thank you to James. Uh, and Slacker. Then, and then another another former champion uh, down a little bit, but but still uh, in the double digits. It's Erica Ensign. Hello. Hello. You know, as I was prepping for this episode of the podcast, I realized if I would have actually shown up for every episode I was supposed to be on, I would be a lot higher. <laughs> and if I had sh- if I had actually uh, volunteered to be on all of the episodes I really wanted to. <laughs> It would have been way higher. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's my own fault. But you know what? I feel like this is a win for me because 2020 was supposed to be the year of saying no for Erica. Yeah. And I did. Good job. Good job. Also, um, as I have revealed to the incomparable members in the incomparable Slack, you can become a member and you'll find out secret things like this. I look at the list at the end of the year and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, these people were on a lot and these people weren't on a lot. And I try to like wait it a little bit in that way. So that's a secret. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> but Eric Man. is going to get more episodes now. You know? It's <laughs> fine. And 10th, but not least, because there are lots of people who were on fewer than 10 times. It's John Syracuse. Hi, John. How did James Thompson get on more than me? He doesn't even like to be on podcasts. Do I have to read books to get on the show? I don't know what's no. going on here. You need an accent. This got very adversarial. I Every now and then I schedule something for a weekend during the day so that the British can be on the podcast it happens but they're never gonna be number one and james has nothing to do but then again (laughs) (laughs) those peas don't count themselves
none of us have anything to do. It's 2020. Anyway. Mm. Or it was. It was. <laughs> I've asked my very favorite panelists to, uh, we're going to go around and we're going to do a, uh, a few different sort of draft-like things because it's the incomparable. And the first thing I asked them to do. Oh, God, a draft. Ra- I know, right? But rather, <laughs> rather than a grab bag of favorite episodes from 2020, I've asked each of them to pick one episode in draft format from 2020. And if somebody picks it, you can agree and say that was a great pick, but then it's not available. And then you get to pick something else. That's how drafts work. Have you not listened to the podcast or been on it? You guys have been on it a lot, so you should know this. This would be a <laughs> weird place to start. <laughs> favorite episodes uh, from 2020. And I have chosen this round to be done in terms of appearances in uh, from most to least. So, Dan, you get to go first for your favorite oh, episode man. of The Incomparable in 2020. What riches. There are mm-hmm. so many good episodes this year. I'm going to pick maybe a, uh, a controversial choice. We'll see. Episode 537, Roast Me, Amigo. <laughs> in which we discussed ted lasso which was a lot of fun we even had on those british contingent we had both james thompson and mike hurley in a Mm -hmm. rare incomparable appearance appearance and we got to talk about one of the (laughs) few and far between joys of 2020 which is the tv show that is ted lasso it was a lot of fun uh i think it was a we assembled a great panel and um, it's just, it's so nice to talk about something as pleasant as Ted Lasso. So for me, that was a real high point because it was just like, is that getting together and being excited and, and very enthusiastic about something that everyone, not only did we love it, but like it actually brought us like a little, a little bit of joy and a ray of hope. It was nice. I, like I, I made the point of inviting James on that episode because I wanted, uh, I wanted James there to give us some soccer knowledge. And then James revealed that. He doesn't know anything. He has no soccer knowledge. Then I invited Mike. He he revealed that he had very slight soccer knowledge, and then I stopped. (laughs) Let me put it this way. I played soccer as a kid, so I probably have about the same amount of knowledge. I like that episode too, Dan. That's a really good choice. That's And people should watch Ted Lasso because it's uh, Yes. I thought it was a terrible pick. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) I love it. Can't wait for your choice, Steve, which is coming later. Uh, Moises, do you have a favorite episode of the year? You know, I'm I'm really conflicted. I didn't expect to be quite this high up. And uh, since we just picked the one episode, I figured because one of the things that I did this year was re-listen to a lot of episodes that we did this year, we accomplished a lot. And um, when it comes to accomplishing a lot, when it comes to an incomparable draft, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't take something off of the board that will absolutely infuriate various people. And that, my good friends is the internet is for Muppets, the Muppet draft, uh, which, which is, oh, is, never mind. is, you can uh, have that. That's a terrible pick. It's, it's a wonderful <laughs> pick, Steve. It's the greatest pick. It's the best pick. Uh, it is, it is, um, uh, emblematic of one of my favorite incomparable things, which is occasionally during a given year, Jason will go, you know what? That's a good idea. You know what? We're putting that on the schedule. All right, here's a doodle. Boom. It happens. And, it just happened, uh, and it was like magic. And you know, there there was uh, there was choking up. There was people wanting to choke each other, as with any good draft. Well, Phil was on it, so yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was it was delightful. <laughs> there, um, another one of my favorite incomparable themes. Uh, Jason gets angry about something, and in this case, it was Miss Piggy. Um, it just it, it 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 contains so much of everything that I love about this show. 
and that being a part of this group of uh, of wonderful nerds um it, it just it leaves me warm and fuzzy like a muppet or is it warm and fuzzy <laughs> warm and waka waka uh i don't think you know, they're warm i think they're cold and fuzzy <laughs> creepy one minute you're feeling warm and fuzzy and one minute you're you're uh, you're smashing each other over the head with a with a foam bat uh, so there it is. Take it off the board. The Muppet, Muppet draft. draft. It's all mine. Excellent. That is a great pick, Moises. And it gives me the opportunity to clarify something because <laughs> I'm just going to tag up on this because I was going to pick that. Boom. Um, in the Bring Out Your Dead round, one of my picks was Left Snouth, and I don't think anybody got it. Uh, Jason, I totally did. <laughs> I totally Jason, got it. Yeah. Of course. Play the clip that I provided. Yes, I can. Uh, thank you. I have re- prepared a short list of Bring Out Your Dead. Okay. Uh, Mr. Bimbo, that's the little man who lives inside Fozzie's Finger in Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, Left Snouth, which I think is a very funny thing to say. The Ghost of Christmas Future in Muppet Christmas Carol, heck of a Muppet. There's one banana Muppet I always love seeing. He's hilarious. Polly the Lobster from Muppet Treasure Island is fantastic. And finally, shout out to the Muppet I own that I got at FAO Schwartz. It's an official Muppet. So uh, just for the record, the Snouths, uh, spelled with a W, are the two backup singers for Menomina and the Snouths. They're the ones that go, do-do-do-do-do-do. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be funny to pick just one of them. And I chose the left one as a reference to the famous Super Bowl halftime left show, shark. Meme, Left, left shark. shark. I think it's a very yeah. good set of references, but I don't think it got the attention it did mm. at the time. An underappreciated reference for 2020. No, I think that was pretty much appreciated exactly the right amount. <laughs> Maybe they were just distracted by the F.A.R. Schwartz one. Because that's pretty cool. Uh, that's yeah. when I got distracted, I will admit. I was yeah. on the Muppet draft, and that's when I got yeah. distracted, was you have an actual Muppet, and I don't, and I'm very sad about it. I was just busy typing in all the things you were saying, because <laughs> <laughs> bring out your dead, I got to type a lot of stuff in. All right, the Muppet draft is chosen. By the way, Monty, now that you've done that wonderful segue and had me play a mm. clip, it's not yet your choice. Now it's your choice. What's your choice? No. Uh, well, <laughs> since uh, 535, it's off the board. Curse you, Moises. Yes. Uh, I'm going to pick episode 512, the 90s album draft. Yeah. Oh, um, terrible pick. What I nice. liked about that the most is that a lot of times it feels like we share a lot of references. Like we all feel the same way about Muppets, I assume. <laughs> right, guys? Yep. You know what I mean. <laughs> Depends on the Muppet. Um, but the album draft went in a lot of different directions. You're like, oh, that's only Antony would pick that. And I think <laughs> I really liked the diversity of options there. And since I took up so much of Moises's chunk, uh, I'm done there. All right. Thank you. Yes. The 90s album draft was a lot of fun. Monty has now officially sniped me, which is entirely appropriate because I spent most of that episode being sniped by millennials, (laughs) (laughs) which was surprising and enjoyable in its own way. So you're Um, saying I'm the first one to make a good pick in your eyes? No, it's pretty terrible, but I did enjoy that episode. Um, (laughs) Mainly I enjoyed Anthony and my dueling short lists at the end. Heavy air quotes around short there since Mm. they each run about an hour and a half. Very long list, yes. It's it's quite fun to come to the end of the real picks and realize you're only halfway through the episode. <laughs> yeah, you bring out your dead, and then they bring out their dead, and they bring out their dead, and so on, and so, so on, and, and so, so on, on, and so on. Yes, it feels good to admit that I would have made a terrible pick, by the way, if I had picked that episode. Hmm. So, yeah, it's good to admit that. <laughs> Kelly, it's your choice. It comes down to two Star Wars episodes for me. I'm uh-huh. sure that's going to blow a bunch of people's minds. Um, I think the one I'm going to pick gets the edge because it's 2020. And that is episode 541, yeah. which is the Life Day special commentary episode. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. a terrible pick. <laughs> I know it is. And I'm here for it. Um, 
and the reason that the reason that I'm picking it is <laughs> is selfish reason because I like to get together with my friends and we sit in my basement and we watch it on the big ass TV in my basement with terrible sound and you can see like the the tracking from the VCR being out of whack at the bottom of the special and everything. And we get together and we have many drinks and we watch the episode and sort of giggle through it. And I was very sad that I wasn't going to get to do that this year, but I got to anyway. And so it was very nice to get to sit and giggle over the Life Day special with a bunch of other Star Wars nerd friends. And so I very much appreciated that. We got to watch the Star Wars holiday special again. (laughs) Yeah. Except for Gene, got, got who watched to. it for the got first to, time. Yeah. <laughs> got to? Well, some of it, Well, I mean, generally what we're looking forward to when we do it at my house is the weapons-grade cocktails. Mm. So there's that. Yep. Um, remember, I live in Oregon where everything's getting more legal all the time. So yeah. Eventually, that show will make sense in Oregon. Listener yeah. Blake wrote in, uh, who also appreciated the Incomparable Life Day special, and sent in this clip, which uh, it features me. <laughs> And as the uh, initiator, the creator of Life Day once said, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm so proud of that. Uh, Good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, listener Blake, for appreciating my excellent work. My excellent work there. Let me take a break from this very special beginning of 2021, end of 2020 episode of The Incomparable to not play a clip, but read a sponsor message. This is a message from ExpressVPN. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have very little choice. For years, I've only had one broadband provider available to me. And it's not great. It gives them a lot of control, a huge amount of leverage over people. You can't not be their customer. And that means they control you and can take advantage of you with data caps streaming throttles, all the stuff that you hate, but maybe the worst thing of all, most pernicious of all, many internet providers will log your internet activity because all your activity is on their network. It passes through their network to get where it needs to go. That's their modem probably in your house. And even if it isn't, it's routing data out into the world through its network. And some of these ISPs will take your activity and they will profile you and they will sell that profile to other big tech companies, marketers, advertisers, attention brokers. Boo. That's why you should use a VPN like ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN means that your internet provider can't see what you're doing on the internet and they can't track you and they can't sell you, sell your information to other people. It's a simple app. ExpressVPN lives on your computer your smartphone, it encrypts all of your network data, tunnels it through a secure VPN server. So your ISP only sees encrypted traffic and not specific things that you're doing on the internet. Think about how much you do on the internet. Every site you visit, every video you watch, everything can be tracked. So what you want to do is push out beyond your ISP through an encrypted tunnel. And uh, that's why you should use ExpressVPN. Download the app, tap one button. I do that on my iPad. Could not be easier. And you're protected. They do all this without slowing down your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. Stop handing over your personal data to bad people like the ISP you can't not use. And uh, protect yourself with this VPN. 
that's really nice. ExpressVPN.com slash Snell is where you want to go. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Snell. You'll get three extra months free. That's ExpressVPN.com. Snell, go there right now to learn more. Thank you to ExpressVPN for supporting the incomparable. David, what's your terrible choice? <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to pick the single season TV series draft oh. uh, only because I like promoting these shows that no one's ever heard of and they're really good, you know, and that's part of what we do is finding things that we love and saying, hey, give it a try. It's 540, too good to live. And, you know, between but between sharing enthusiasms and uh, starting a podcast about Magnum P.I., this has been a good year. Mm. That was that's probably my favorite network event. Ah, just because Mag- Magnum Podcast, to Magnum it's a, a, Podcast, available where podcasts are sold. <laughs> <laughs> it's three men locked in their houses forever watching Magnum PI episodes. Uh, check it out and and slowly going crazy. But that the one it's season, fun. yeah, that was one of those examples too. There were several slowly. this year where I I basically recast something that previously I thought, well, we sort of did that. I won't do that again. And then I, I thought, oh. I need more episodes. We're going to do that again. <laughs> so we did it again. <laughs> we did a version of it again. Yeah, we did and brilliant it, but canceled. And this was, it had to be one season that led to a lot of rules right. lawyering, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. I can't wait to see what Steve's going to pick next because Steve. It's a terrible choice. Mm, yeah, Whatever Steve. it is, I'm against it. And you should <laughs> be. I'm for it. Good pick, Steve. So, so far, people have only picked shows from the Mothership uh, show. Are we required to pick from the Mothership well, show? Well, yeah. Yep. Yes! Okay. Oh, okay. Well, in that reason, uh, in that case, I am picking uh, Game Show episode 133. <laughs> Did yeah. you play music, Dr. Boogie? <gasps> That's a classic. Which is, uh, which is... All right, the, well, I hosted the, that episode, so I'll allow it. Yeah, I had a feeling you might. <laughs> it's a, a, this, oh, this was a This was Trivial Retreat, a somewhat, shall we say, ill-defined game show. No, uh, we but, will not. I defined it while we did it. It was <laughs> the defined end, it was on the defined. fly. It totally made sense, and everybody understood what was going mm. on. In that case, we shan't say that. We'll, we'll all just think it a whole lot. Um... Yeah, no, but that uh, that episode was a lot of fun to be on, and uh, also not entirely horrible to listen to. Although I did find your arbitrary judgments on the nature of geography infuriating. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but no, I think that was a that was a, a very entertaining show that uh, that came together in interesting ways. Even though you weren't entirely sure what it was going to be when you started the show, and uh, and midway through the show, and pretty much at the end of the show. Yeah. No, but actually, by the end of of editing the show, I knew exactly what the show would be, and I was very get happy we went through it so that I could do more episodes of it. None of which have I done. And I think it's I think it turned out good, and I think we should do it again. But although that is a terrible pick, I have to say. Um, mostly, though, I, I only bring up this episode because I just wanted the opportunity to once again say, did you play music, Dr. Boogie? <laughs> <laughs> I recommend that, everybody say it at least once in life. That is a pretty good reason to yeah. pick that. And uh, I give you that. Just to be clear, Monty was Dr. Boogie? Yes, that uh, was. Boogie. I did use that as a DJ name. As a DJ name. Uh, college radio station, mm-hmm. yes. Just so we're clear. All right. And the answer to the question is also yes. So Steve uh, made a great pick by choosing something that broke broke the rules entirely. Thank you. Well, Erica, what what do you have? Uh, I'm not going to break the rules. Surprise, surprise. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like celebratory episodes. You mentioned at the top of the show that we did a lot of those this year, so I had a bunch to choose from. Yep. Oh, this is a terrible pick. <laughs> Fully 6% of our episodes in 2020 were us patting ourselves on the back. Mm. 
Yep. And let's keep that going in 2021. <laughs> well, it's 100% so far this year. Yay! <laughs> Uh, I think I picked maybe the the back pattiest one of all, and uh, and that was episode five twenty eight to quantity. Uh, quantity. Yay. Yep, which was the ten years episode, and it was just a bunch of us making toasts, and it was an excuse for me to bring out four different types of whiskey mm-hmm. and put them in hey, little, little tiny glasses next to each other. Mm-hmm. And then I rolled a die to see which one I would drink from for each toast, which was delightfully fun. Uh, but it was it was such a lovely episode. It got it got reflective. It got heartfelt. Obviously, it got silly because because they all do. Yes. Um, but it just it, it warmed my heart and I needed that in 2020. So it was it was mm. I think, you know, this is a very, very selfish pick. Um but it was the pick that, that unlike the all the rest, me. which hey, was, so was mine, improve yeah. humanity's lot. <laughs> well, that's but good, yeah, so. Erica. I had that on my list, so th- so. Uh, Yay! Um, I got to snipe somebody. Hooray! Twenty twenty one's off to a great start. Also, we should mention that that episode would not have existed were it not for the global pandemic, because we were gonna go meet in person and do a bunch of tenth anniversary stuff. That's right. And uh, yeah. that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. So instead we did oh. our Toasts episode, which is a very yes. nice episode. So. And instead of saying heartfelt things, we almost certainly would have just said really awkward things yeah. for the entire weekend. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, John, it's your turn. All right. Um, I am nothing if not predictable. Uh, I think I picked oh, the Oh, God, equivalent. I know what this is going to be. <laughs> I think I picked, no, you don't. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Tell me what it is. It, it's terrible. I'll just tell you that much. I don't want to uh, spoil you know, the surprise. You say, but you don't know. Go ahead. I'm, I'm giving you this no, chance. No, I, I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. Yeah, so he can't do it. He, he doesn't know what I'm going to pick. But he should know. If he was a scholar of my past picks, he would know that every time there is an episode like this, I pick it. And this year, when I made my short list, I noticed it bubbled up to the top again. I'm a sucker for it. If you keep doing them, I'll keep picking them. I'm glad it wasn't sniped. It is episode 514, You Can't Pants a Heist. Ah, I knew it. Ah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anytime Dan and Jason get together to talk about one of Dan's books, I love it. Now, The Incomparable is a panel show, and we love the big panels, and we love quantity, and we love all the madness. But every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, Jason gets on a podcast with just one other person, whether it's just me and him talking about Miyazaki way back in the day or him just talking to Dan. It's kind of a chill vibe, and I love hearing about the the books, the behind-the-scenes in a context, so Dan does a lot of podcasts when he talks about his books, going on his little PR tours and stuff, but when he's talking to Jason, it's different because they're friends, and often Jason has been a beta reader, and it's just such a much more sort of relaxed vibe, and I just, I love listening to those episodes. They're always something special when they come along. That was also on my list, but I got my first pick, so sorry, Dan, you weren't my first pick. John is making me want <laughs> to fine. be like Jesse Thorne and start an interview podcast, because I can do a chill vibe. <laughs> well, but you can only interview Dan and other people you know. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> You're stuck interviewing all of us. How do you feel about it now? I'm looking forward to a podcast where where Jason oh, no. only interviews me oh, for no. Oh, no. <laughs> an entire J- Jason Morin Go. Oh no! There you go. Um, do it. That's do a, it. That, that's a fun thing. That's a, a sort of a become a tradition a little bit. I did it with yeah. uh, with Dan twice and Anthony as well, and uh, it's fun. It's fun to have those episodes where we talk about behind the scenes, sort of like creative challenges and stuff like that. It's a it's a diversion, but it's for people that the listeners know who are regular panelists. And so I think it's worth doing those. All right. I am going to pick 515 Guitar Riff for Grandma, the TV Uh, theme song draft. And and it was fun to do it. We did more theme songs, uh, which we had already done some, but there's an infinite number basically of TV theme songs. I got to write a second verse to my Gilligan's Island inspired show (laughs) 
description, which is uh, which was fun. Um, and my favorite part is a recurring segment that I don't think not everybody has recognized as a recurring segment, which is I like to call it "Is James Thompson Punking Us," where <laughs> James and some of his UK compatriots. <laughs> choose things that I can't tell if they're real or made up because they're TV theme songs in this case from shows I've never heard of that James then describes to me, which doesn't make me believe it anymore. In fact, probably <laughs> makes me doubt him more. So it's time to play my obscure UK card here, I think, and go. pick something here that I go. think possibly only Liz will remember. Maybe Ooh, not even. I'm uh, excited. Back in the late 80s, very early 90s, the absolute oh cutting edge I'm of scared. kids' game shows. Is it the shows right one? Is it the right one? Oh my involved, god, you've stolen mine! You've stolen my other choice! It involved <laughs> putting a bucket over your head. Yes! Yes! That was my other choice that I was what competing is- with Super Tags! And you would then blindly wander around a mostly empty TV studio while your supposed friends tried to stop you being eaten by a CGI dragon that only they could see. I am talking about Nightmare, and that's Night with a K. I think sometimes that James and Liz are just teamed up to like punk the rest of us. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. I want to believe that everything James says is true, but I am a little concerned that it's not. I think the key there, and Dan really spelled it out, is what you do is uh, they get together beforehand and invent a story. James, meanwhile, has taken from his library of synthesizer sounds that he's made over the years on his keyboard uh, a, a horse whinny, a quote unquote. <laughs> A theme song that he provides. I don't want to spoil anything for people, but you guys know that Scotland's not a real place, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just a story they made up to scare children. Yeah, it's not a place. Definitely not a place. Yes, that's right. Great, great picks, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. (laughs) Thanks, Coach. Thanks. I think you really mean it, Steve. You fake off. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our next round. In past episodes. I've asked people for all the stuff that they liked in the year. We don't have time for that. I want everybody to pick one thing that's a favorite work of some sort that they liked from the year, just one. And on uh, for this one, I have uh, chosen a random order for the guests. Uh, yeah, that's right. Did you do it or did random.org? It was chosen for us by random.org. There they are. Okay. Just specifying. It's, it's important. By the way, I'll just mention it now. Uh, listener AJ wrote in. We we were having a conversation about random.org and the theme song. And while nobody stepped to the plate to make a supercut of all of us singing <laughs> random.org theme song all the times that we've sung it. Cowards. Listener AJ did find the origin of random.org. Not from 2020, but I'm going to play it because listener AJ dug it up. This is the beginning of the supercut that will surely follow. Uh, this is from Surely. April 2018, episode 400 of The Incomparable, and this is what happened. For this, I'm going to go in the order provided by random.org. Oh, random.org. Random.org, we bring the random to you. That's their theme song. 
There it is. <laughs> that is their theme song. You're right. right. That matches my memory exactly. I, I'm, I don't know if Steve has ever sounded so beautiful. There was that one time. There are 400 episodes of this thing. <laughs> it's hard to believe, isn't it? Good. All right. It took us 400 what? episodes to come up with a theme song for random.org. <laughs> Bring out your Jesus. favorites. It begins with randomly selected. Kelly, favorite thing from the year, favorite work from the year, movie, TV show, book, whatever you like. Favorite thing. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh. That, that crosses it off the list. Yeah, that's a good one. And this is a draft. So you got it. And that's a great one. That was on my list, too. Monty, oh, I really like how she brought that pick to life too. Yeah, it's Ted Lasso. <laughs> do you need to say more? Boom. I guess not. I mentioned my whole episode Dan, about it. Dan already mentioned the, that we did a whole episode. About it. Yeah. Like, oh, just, you just you watch want to refer it. me to the episode. I don't know. Okay. It's a it's a ray of light. Let's let me try. It's a ray of sunshine in a terrible year. A show that is positive and silly and fun and uh, enjoyable to watch. It's the aloe vera gel on my sunburned soul of mm. 2020. Uh. I actually really, really love that she just said Ted Lasso and left it at that, yeah. but I'm just a little confused. <laughs> it's not like us. She's, it's her first time, Steve. It's her first time. Okay. Oh, I in get the it. anniversary I get show. It. She doesn't I know that you're supposed to, be to talk yeah, for never... a long time and make it a very right. difficult edit for I've somebody who just wants before. to. Kelly, act like you've been here before. Enjoy his holiday. Okay. So my pick oh, no, this year oh, no. for my favorite Oh, God. Are we going backwards now? No. Monty. Time travel. Monty, it's your choice. What's the thing you like this year, Monty? I'm going to pick the last movie I saw in a theater. I want to praise Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which is super, super fun. It's got colorful, enjoyable action sequences. It's got funny bits. It's got Ewan McGregor's terrible American accent. Everything <laughs> in it is delightful. Margot Robbie is so good. Forget that this is a technically a spinoff of Suicide Squad. It has nothing to do with Suicide Squad. Uh, earlier tonight, as we record this, Erica retweeted someone saying they were tired of dark and gritty superheroes, and I couldn't agree more. Birds of Prey is joyous so much fun i mean you could have just stopped at birds of prey real movie of the year <laughs> Woo! the last movie Yay! i saw in uh, a theater was on new year's eve so i didn't see any movie in the theater in this year <laughs> oh, well it was knives out it was really good we did an episode on that too by the way that people could yeah listen to. I, almo- I almost picked that didn't that get was picked. very close that was, on my list it's a good episode dan a thing oh. that you liked hey. this year it's me. Is it, and don't you can't pick your book. I'm not going to let you pick your I own know, book. I know. I wasn't going to. I'm not going <laughs> to. You hate your book. You spend so much crass. time with it. You yes, hate I, it. I, I loathe it. I've set them all on fire. It's his first book. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I've reread it this year. And boy, does it hold up. Never wrote anything places. that good again. Um, I'm going to pick a TV show. And you know what? It kind of follows on Monty's pick because it is a upbeat, fun superhero show. And it's Stargirl, which is a show that I did not expect a lot from. And we ended up covering it on Biff because it ended up being kind of a delight. Uh, and not only because it, it definitely, I, I think of the DC shows, it cribbed the most from the MCU in terms of tone, in terms of having something that was just like, not about like, let's make a really dark, like superhero show, but also, but like, let's see what happens if an enthusiastic teenage girl gets the sort of superhero origin story that we always seem to see like enthusiastic teenage boys get. Um, and it turned in some great performances from Luke Wilson, um, as well as, uh, just a whole bunch of people who are probably a little, uh, less well-known. Um, and it, it has one of the best sort of like ending, 
you know, finales for a season uh, when it comes to sort of the, the the showdown with the big bads that made me laugh out loud. Um, and it, it also boasted significant production uh, value increases over the traditional uh, CW shows because it was on the DCU streaming service and is now back to CW. It's very confusing. Anyways, um, it looked great. It had a really fun vibe to it. Um, and, and just, it was enjoyable. I really looked forward to turn tuning into a new episode every week. So I, I think it did not get quite the, um, exposure that it could have gotten because it was, though it was on the CW as well. It was primarily broadcast on the DCU service, which is, as I said, now defunct. Um, but it's well worth your time. If you like superhero stuff, and especially if you're tired of like dark and gritty DC superheroes, Uh, It's Mm. a nice change of pace, so I liked it a lot. I can definitely second that. That brings us to Steve Lutz. You don't have to sound so disappointed. (laughs) What, Steve? Tell us. Tell us about what old video game you played this year. Well, now you sound too excited to hear from me. (laughs) And now, I uh, fourth in the list is chosen by Rando.org is Steve Lutz. Just right. Good job, Jason. Um, so yeah, this is the time of year every year when I open up my, I say this every year also, so I'm going to say it again this year. Uh, I open up my file. Do you have a clip? Things things I liked <laughs> you from this year. have a clip of you doing this last year? <laughs> we could. Uh... Ah, the end of the year. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's the time of year when I open up my best of incomparable file in Apple Notes and I discover two <laughs> bullet points. Both and they're from both January. from January, and I don't remember either of them. <laughs> both indecipherable. This year, we're only picking one item, so of course, I filled out that entire file with things that I did oh, all good. year long. <laughs> so good, good. I'm going to have to just uh, you know burn that file and um, mm-hmm. pick one thing out of it. Um, the thing I'm picking is, it's not exactly in the category of music, but maybe just like culture. Um, and that is uh, something that has been going on for a while, but I only discovered it this year, which is... Uh, reaction videos early on in the year um, you know the kind of the first harbinger of what a crap can this year was going to turn out to be Uh, Neil Peart of Rush passed away and uh, I was looking through some uh, YouTube videos of Rush stuff and I ran across this video from a group called Lost in Vegas um, where they were doing a reaction to the song YYZ and um, these are uh, two black dudes who uh, grew up on hip-hop and rap they live in Vegas, obviously. Um, they seem like they're in their, you know, mid to early 30s. Um, hard to really tell, but uh, but they basically do videos where they watch uh, or or listen to songs that are generally like classic rock and and things that uh, you know white trash like myself have heard for years and years and years, <laughs> uh, and no back to front. But um, you know, because of their background, they they they're unfamiliar with a lot of these sort of um, almost standards. Uh, in in like the classic rock genre, and um, it's just fantastic to watch them listen to these songs for the first time, uh, and and just to get like a completely raw reaction from people who are discovering just brilliant music um, that they didn't know existed. And um, I picked Lost in Vegas specifically. There are a lot of people out there doing this, um, but Lost in Vegas they they tend to be very I don't want to say they're very critical, but they're they're more critical than a lot of the uh, the reaction videos <laughs> are out there. Some of them are just people, you know, clearly listening to the song and 
smiling and then that's it. Um, but they actually go through it kind of with a fine tooth comb. They stop the video periodically and, uh, you know, describe, you know, kind of how they're feeling about the song up till that point. And they, they bring in some, uh, you know, some, some, some reactions to specific things like the, you know, drum solos of Neil Peart in this case, or, you know, various other things they find in the song. And it's just, there's a sheer un unbridled joy to um, ha seeing somebody else enjoy something that you've loved for a long time. Uh, and I think it's a, a, I think it's a, what a lot of people take from this podcast. Um, but in, in this particular case, you know, in a, a year like 2020, it's just great to have that experience, um, you know, with people that you, you, you find interesting and that you respect. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's a lot of fun. And I recommend that people look up this kind of video because uh, it's, uh, it really kind of puts the smile on your face. So. It lets you feel like you're listening to the song for the first time. Cause you're yes. like, you're mm. right. That is yeah. a great solo that I'm used to, but you're not. And how does he do that? Like <laughs> watching somebody listen to Thunderstruck for the first time is a oh. lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it really is, especially when you know what's coming already. I fell down this rabbit hole with uh, Twins is the new, Twins the new trend uh, that did in the air tonight, where they like mm, stop, yeah. they like yeah. they listen to stuff and then they stop and like, ooh, that sounds good, you know. And like they dubbed Jolene, the original Jolene by Dolly Parton. They dubbed it like a full on banger. I think they called it. And like like you were saying, like watching somebody discover something for the first time that we know you know forward and backward is is completely fun and i've fallen down the lost in vegas rabbit hole too and uh they're a blast to go check out is because like you said you know seeing somebody go through the first time sort of reminds you like what to appreciate about it and it's really fun yeah i enjoy their stuff so much that for the very first time ever i signed on as a patron on their patreon and uh, just so i could hey. get to some of their other videos and in fact just to uh you know I, I thought fair's fair i've actually watched some of their hip-hop related videos too and uh you know kind of try to do the reverse of uh, of what they do so that's been a learning experience thanks steve now you can destroy that file with all those other things in it <laughs> already in the trash <laughs> all right good erica Ooh, all right i have a podcast related thing hmm. um it's also not like specifically a book or a movie or a work like that, but uh, it's it's incomparable adjacent to because on Valentine's Day of 2020, a new podcast launched on the Incomparable Yay! Network. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Moises, I know, worked very closely with director Annette Weirstra to create the Agents of Smooch podcast, which is uh, a podcast that's looking for love in all the right places. It's, the, it's, it's all about romance and it's super fun and out of the Agents of Smooch podcast grew uh, a wonderful, wonderful Slack channel on the members Slack. And it is just a super, super nice place to hang out uh, in 2020. That has been something that has been really, really helpful for me. Um, but the very, very specific thing that I'm picking is the Agents of Smooch holiday movie bingo card. <laughs> because it has been yes. the greatest, the greatest thing uh, oh. that I've discovered this year. There are actually six different cards. Annette, um, with help from, from many of the members and lots of the incomparable hosts, we put together uh, a whole bunch of the, the little things that you expect to see when you're watching a Hallmark-style Christmas movie, like an unexpected small-town visit, or uh, you know a lead who works as a writer or journalist, or an evil condo developer, because you know they're <laughs> everywhere in those movies. Stuff like a plaid shirt, or we didn't kiss because it's Hallmark, those sorts of things. Um, and 
because those things are just running rampant, it was hilarious to me to try to put together these bingo cards. And Annette did a fantastic job. They look wonderful. You can download them uh, off of the the internet. That's where you can find it. And um, I printed them all off and have spent a whole bunch of December just spending the evening watching terrible Christmas movies and working on a jigsaw puzzle and having this card like right next to me. And the thing that I did not expect is that my spouse, Stephen, who really hates these kind of movies, has become addicted to smooch holiday movie bingo. (laughs) He insists, (laughs) at least every other night, on picking some terrible, terrible movie off of our global TV app here in in Canada. And uh, and yeah, and then we compete uh, at the bingo and spend a lot of time making fun of these movies and laughing. And he uses Lego to to mark off his card and I use jigsaw puzzle pieces. And it's just been like the most wonderful bonding experience. And then I can go back into the members smooch chat and tell everybody about it and everybody is as happy for us and it's just really nice. And of course the podcast is great and you should all listen to the Agents of Smooch podcast. So the holiday movie bingo card. Thank you, Erica. You're welcome. It's great. Let's move on to Moises. So there were so many things that I could have chosen and things that like we've done episodes on and that sort of thing. And I decided to pick something that I came across thanks to friends in LA that do things like, um, you know, they're film editors and they get bored and they decide to start editing stuff in weird ways. Um, and there is a collective that some friends of mine turned me on to called racer trash that, uh, started live, uh, streaming on Twitch. They're messed up edits of various movies. They started with speed racer and heat and they re-edited them with what's called the vaporwave aesthetic, um, where the colors are way off. It's like you're watching it on scrambled channels to an extent, but it's still clear enough. They mess with the audio tracks and they cut in all kinds of assorted things. Um, so it is, it is real like mashup remake kit bashing media editing. Um, and this isn't the sort of thing that like you can go to iTunes and buy because again, they're, they're scavenging things and pasting things together, but they regularly replay various things that they've done and they keep doing more things. So they did, um, they did a version of super, the super Mario brothers movie called vapor Mario brothers, cutting in clips from Bob Hoskins in the singing detective and who framed Roger rabbit and all sorts of random stuff. Uh, they did a, a version of, of ID four, uh, independence day called ID mp four. Um, they mashed up the, the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula with alien movies and call it Dracula alien. Um, they have an upcoming crouching tiger thing that they're doing. And if you've ever seen Giorgio Moroder's cut of Metropolis, where he took Metropolis, he recut it, put a bunch of color filters on it and put like queen and David Bowie and, and cool music over it. Um, it is it is a similar kind of remixing, mashing up, um, kind of vibing sort of sort of experience is the best way that I can explain this. Um, and you can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Racer Trash, and that is where they just randomly go. Hey, this Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, we're gonna show the new stuff, or we're gonna sh- or we're gonna rerun our Romeo and Juliet, or rerun our version of Dune, or our short cutting of Jumanji called dub Manji. That's Jumanji with dubstep music. Um, it, it, uh, it, it was the lowest pressure thing that wasn't stuff that I should have been reading stuff that I should have been watching stuff that I should have caught up on, uh, that I discovered this year that I found utterly delightful. 
but yeah, you just, you just relax and go with the flow and watch what these creative artists do with, with works of, of, uh, of visual art that you already know very well. Um, and they're quite, quite good at what they do. So, uh, my, my pick is the, is the racer trash collective of, uh, of mashups. All right, David, I'm going kind of in left field with a show called Sherman's Showcase, which is on yes! IFC. Mm-hmm. It so is. Mm-hmm. It is such a ridiculously brilliant setup for a show. Basically, it's one of you took Soul Train and made that the skeleton for a sketch comedy show. But it's not just Soul Train. Every episode is a commercial. It's an infomercial for the collected, partially complete DVD collection of this series. And so it bounces through different time periods. It does musical parodies. It just gets insane by the end of the first season. And it it builds nicely and it starts interconnecting things. It just kept me laughing. It surprised me. Uh, those are those are two of the two of the hallmarks for me. It's like if you can surprise me, that's like I love you. So Sherman's showcase. I've never even heard of that. That's uh, that's a very that's, very yep, fun very show. cool, very cool. And that's really good. and that's why I picked it because I was like I could pick Star Trek Picard. No, people I'm heard picking of that. the thing that no one's heard of. Great, that's right. <laughs> I love it, John. So uh, I'm. I agree with the Ted Lasso pick that this is definitely a year that we needed some uh, uplifting things that were had a less cynical take on life and that, uh, you know, are essentially good at heart and made you feel warm and fuzzy and gave you some comfort. And so if you take my own personal darkness modifier and apply it to Ted Lasso, <laughs> you get the, the uplifting, <laughs> heartwarming series that is, I'm amazed it hasn't been picked at this point, but you guys are all a bunch of weirdos, so thank you for that. Uh, the Queen's Gambit. You're welcome. Yeah. Which I really, really I left loved. it for you. I uh, left it for you. So good. And is, is yeah. a fairly straightforward story done extremely well. Uh, and it's heartwarming and nothing super terrible happens, but lots of things are dramatic. And, and there are lots of moments where you have to, you know, feel all feel everything you can imagine uh, in a very tight, well-paced, beautifully shot, well-acted and even sometimes surprising, even though it's kind of formulaic uh, show about chess. That's right. Chess. One of my favorite takes is that uh, all of these people who really love the Queen's Gambit don't know it, but they love sports anime. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't spoil that for them. Yeah. It, it is, it's it's a formula and that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, so anime tends to have those type of shows about something like chess or boxing or riding bicycles or like, you know, whatever you but field just, hockey. Yeah. This this genre can work with almost anything and this was a beautiful example of it. I, I really loved it. Yeah. Looks great. Well acted. Um great use, I would say, of the form of the netflix miniseries this is a novel adaptation mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. it's a miniseries it's not going to come back for a second season but it's also a novel adaptation that gets time to explore the characters and to have a pause between every episode that you wouldn't get if it was a film adaptation of this novel and i really appreciated that i thought like this is this is like the perfect shape for a novel adaptation. We did that episode about Lovecraft Country on HBO this year. And uh, similarly, a, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10-hour adaptation of a novel. It's not a 10-hour movie. It's a novel with chapters. And although the chapters in Queen's Gambit are, are not quite as 
abrupt as in Lovecraft Country, <laughs> but uh, but they bit. they they do exist, and and you get the sense that this is uh, this is a novel kind of storytelling method on Netflix, which uh, it was great, I, and and it looks great, and yeah, I thought it was a really really one of the best things this year for sure. After seeing it as a series, I I can't imagine how you adapt it as a feature film the way that they tried to for many years. No, you you'd have to lose so much great stuff, and yeah. I, in, in particular, I would say that I watched the show and I learned things about chess, and there's almost no chance that would have happened if they had the Jam This Doom movie because you don't have sure. that kind of time. For a long time, we've said sort of uh, movies are are really short stories and novels are more television. But the problem is television was so oriented toward doing series rather than miniseries. There have been miniseries for many years, but I feel like maybe we're almost in a golden age now of not just television, but a golden age of novel adaptations that that fit the story of the novel instead of having to hack it into little bits to fit it into two hours and i love that and and it's not always done well but queen's gambit is done very well i'm going to pick a book uh, and i already raved about it on our book club episodes but i'm going to rave about it again which is a memory called empire by arkady martin nice Mm. Very good. It's great. It is uh, one of the best books I've read in a long time. There's a lot to it. It is a sci-fi novel uh, about a space empire, and you'd think like there are a million of those, but it is a very specific kind of empire. There are a lot of wacky names, but it's also about the power an empire uh, holds outside its borders just by the weight of it, the sheer weight of its culture. Um, and it goes to some very strange places. It's a slow burn to start. It keeps picking up speed. And then there's a moment fairly late in the book where you're like, oh, this book got real weird. You know, it just, it took a while, (laughs) not real fast, real slow, but it got there in the end. And I, I just, I loved it. It surprised me and challenged me. And I think that it is one of those examples of a great science fiction novel can do in terms of talking about, um, our present day our world, but also putting you in a very different kind of world where there's, you know, emergency uh, cyber brain implants and stuff like that happens because that happens in this. So I got a message from my boss, who's also my friend the other day, and she said, hey, have you heard of uh, A Memory Called Empire by Arkady Martin? I started reading it and like it started a little slow, but it just got better and better. And now I'm at the point where I'm afraid I'm going to run out of book. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's a good way to put it. Yep. That's exactly how that book works. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, to favorite moments. And I have some favorite moments sent in by listeners. I've got a clip here that was sent in by listener Mahir. Oh, listener Mahir. This comes Yay. from last year's clip show. Uh, <laughs> uh, starting early, aren't we? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, people who listen to the clip show will know that our first clip show involved Steve kicking off a very dangerous recursive clip loop where he, hmm. he picked clips oh. of clips. And I don't remember just, that. I'm just saying, <laughs> picking clip? clips from the clip show is dangerous, but we're going to yeah. go there because at this point, I feel like we've done the worst thing we could possibly do, and it's only up from here. Anyway, this is a clip listener Mahir sent in where we support Erica in song. Aww. So that's been my year. Catching up on stuff. Catching up on stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's a, the perfectly reasonable. Catching up on stuff. In 2019. <laughs> Ooh, I have a theme song. Thanks, guys. Erica was catching up on stuff. It's okay, Erica. You can catch up on stuff. This is the next 30 minutes of this episode. <laughs> the new stuff will still be there in 2020. You can catch up on that in 2021. <laughs> but not suits, because suits is done. <laughs> 
<laughs> you could start a rewatch. Visit with your friends again. <laughs> hey, make a podcast about it. No one's done that before. About suits? I don't think they have. Episode by episode, who would think of that? All right, don't make it too long, you guys, because oh, yeah. I want to pick this as my uh, as one of my moments for next year. So oh. keep it short. Well, Erica, there you go. <laughs> That's very wow. meta. You know, Jason, wouldn't it be weird if in the same year that we do sequels to uh, TV theme song drafts, we did a sequel to that song within that same clip show? You mean in, in the same episode 495, the clip show from last year? Are you, are you suggesting I should play a different clip from the clip show? From the, I mean, if you have clip? such a clip. Uh, let's. I think I do. I think I do. That ends the favorites section of uh of this for the stuff that we inhaled into our brains this year but uh we're gonna go back around new things one more thing new things uh one more time catching up on new things old things can be new things if you haven't seen them yet now here's the stuff we hated Yep. Um, One of my favorite recurring things on the show this year is uh, is is Monty having just absolutely lethal uh, tags to things uh, throughout the entire mm-hmm. year. So thank you, Monty. It's good. You're it's, welcome. It's very it's funny when you were playing that first clip and Erica said catching up on stuff. I almost reflectively yeah. said catching <laughs> up on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Catch up on stuff. Uh, also in episode four ninety five, I'm just again we're not going to play the whole episode, but we're going to play parts of it. Uh, uh, listener TM Trains. Oh, Listener TM Trains. Thank hey. you, Sue. Uh, wrote in uh, with this clip, which involves uh, the incomparable being uh, recorded before a live studio audience. My favorite thing of all year, which I should probably mention, is I got married. And that's the other reason that the summer is kind of a blur, I realized as I look back. That's my wife is chewing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the incomparable is recorded before a studio audience. <laughs> it's, it's Dan's wife and David's cats. Sometimes my dog. <laughs> And Monty's yep. dog. It's a small but discerning audience. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. I, like that I have to tell her she was on the show now. <laughs> so all of a sudden, uh, Dan's wife cannot. Uh, re- re- yeah, I'll have to tell her she was on the, the clip show that will make her She day. has to right. cheer. Well, now she's been, she was already on the clip show, Dan. Now she's been on a clip show of her oh, appearance no. on the previous clip show. You see how that works? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I can't have the this. The noise that she's making is supposed to be like a woo Dan's wife, but it really sounds more to me like she stubbed her toe on something. <laughs> So he's taking it as as support when it's actually not, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. That seems right. That's on brand. <laughs> um, <laughs> lis- listener Brando, Rustic Brando, Brandon, uh, wrote oh, in Brando. Uh, with this pick. Uh, he enjoyed out of episode 500, a moment that he enjoyed, where Tony really gets me. Oh, no. It's my, it's my choice. Oh, boy. There's so many choices here. Follow your heart. Follow it. Do it. Do it. Are we here? Do you want us to give you numbers one digit at a time? Three, <laughs> two, zero. <laughs> it is. Tony got it. I know what your heart wants. Your heart. Your heart is a spinning ammo box. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. My, my heart uh, is programmed to weaken, uh, but you got to put powder on it to keep it embalmed. I'm picking th- episode 320. The power. Oh boy. The power. I know. I, power. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. See, I remember first listening to this episode when I was in Minnesota. Work it, work it. <laughs> I put in the, the sound effect from Frankenstein Island there. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I noticed extra. that. Yeah. Little, wow, little the the special edition. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. Well, that's the extra that I do, the work I do in doing the clip show. The, the clip show is not just clips. That's the beauty of it. It's 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 more than just clips. It's it's clips with other clips embedded within them. Well, that is, yeah. You you kind <laughs> of clips. You kind of nailed it there. Um, I also have this clip from uh, sent in by TM Trains. Very busy during this year. Thank you, TM Trains, for doing this. I'm not going to say listener TM trains again. No, you should yeah, keep keeping all Fair. the TM trains just, running on time. This is from the game show, and this is uh, from one of Quinn Rose's "Are You the Spy?" episodes, in which <laughs> no. in which oh, Liz <laughs> was uh, prompted along with the other players to answer questions about specific incomparable podcasts, and there may have been <laughs> a problem with that. <laughs> so, what's defocused about? Movies. It's uh, Joe Steele and Dan Sturm talking movies. And Corner of the Sky. <laughs> Musicals. <laughs> and Friends in Your Years. Podcasters talking about their favorite podcasts. Liz, Liz does not listen to The Incomparable, is what we've just learned. <laughs> I have so. Yep. I've listened to all oh, the others. No. I just Every didn't know one of them. No. <laughs> there's, only, there's only 50 hours of podcasts a week in The Incomparable. We expect everyone to. I've at least listened to one of all the others. Uh-huh. I just have never listened to those three. <laughs> but their hosts are right there for her to ask what their shows are about. Isn't that great? <laughs> and to answer sadly. I really enjoy Quinn's tone of voice when she explains what her show is about <laughs> musicals <laughs> so uh this next clip is from uh total party kill sent in by listener simon uh this is a clip in which tony is more generous than dan i'll say that sorry dan <laughs> and uh it involves listener simon doing a solid for the players on the D podcast the Wolves had an initiative of 14, says Simon Welsh. Okay, thank you. All right. <laughs> thank you, Simon Welsh. Thank Simon you. Welsh, you get, Simon Welsh, you gain inspiration. inspiration. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Simon Welsh, we would name an NPC after you, except it's Barovia, and you do not you want, want that. that. <laughs> Argon Wait, just so, mentions, so, uh, just in case I do not live, you should know my middle name is Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Canon. I have, a, I have a question. So players, according to the rules, are allowed to share inspiration with each other, like give your inspiration up to another player. Can a viewer on the live stream oh, wow. give their inspiration to a player? Oh, absolutely. Say, absolutely. <laughs> However, due to the slight delay of the live stream and whether they happen to be watching or not, that may or may not be useful for you. You can hear Dan trying to shut Tony down right in the background. Like, no, 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 no. That's but, a fool's errand. That's Erica always looking for the inspiration. I yeah, I got. The, <laughs> I, I need brand. it, man. I need more. <laughs> so those are some clips from listeners. Did anybody else have some favorite moments? You don't have to have a clip, but you can have a favorite moment from this year that you want to mention before we uh, move on. I do have one to mention, Jason. And it's from TPK as well. It's from our conclusion to uh, this past year's uh, spectacular Save-Off Manor adventure in which we all become very obsessed with pizza rolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one in particular. I, I, uh, it's from particularly episode 263, towards the end of 263, I Wish for Fewer Bones, in which I think, uh, and this is a visual part of it, but Micah changes his background to just be pizza rolls <laughs> uh, after I think detecting <laughs> oh, that wow. Steve's character is thinking about pizza rolls. Yes. I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> so... If if you if you understand deep cuts of uh, the incomparable, you'll recognize that if their pizza rolls are on the agenda, it's because Steve Lutz made a joke about pizza rolls. And I say this because if you listen to if you go to our YouTube channel and you watch our riffs that we did, 
riffs? Um, Tracks. There's a pizza roll joke in, I think, every riff, because Steve wants that to put sense. a pizza roll joke in every riff. And uh, As you do. I don't know if Steve does it consciously or if it's just he's always thinking about pizza rolls. I'm not sure. Is Steve ever, is Steve ever conscious? Let's do yeah, that I have a similar question about everything Steve does. <laughs> I have exactly four jokes in my repertoire, and one of them is just saying pizza, pizza rolls. rolls. An opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it really took off on Save Off Manor this year, I have to say. There was a lot of pizza roll. I made it into at least two different titles, I think, of this year's Save <laughs> yeah. Off yep. Manor mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, pizza rolls. Pizza rolls for the win. There is still so much in her future, and I think I, it feels like maybe that's something we could come to an arrangement about. Sure, what you want, man? Don't say pizza rolls. You can't have them. No, I don't eat pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's been a life goal of mine to make a vampire talk about pizza rolls. So This week's episode brought to you by Pizza Rolls. What is this show? <laughs> <laughs> what a great clip. <laughs> Too many moments to um, to pick out an individual one. I tried to. Uh, the second episode of The Mothership that I guest hosted this year, 5.30, let's talk about turnips, about uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, it, Kelly, if you have a specific citation, uh, cite one. But just in general, for me, it was great that we all kind of had a group therapy session that resulted in, I think, the longest mothership episode of the, of, of the year. Um, and, uh, and it just, it was, it was, uh, it was a wonderful opportunity, uh, for us to share in something that we'd already been sharing with visiting each other's islands and, and, and so on. And we were discovering things that we didn't realize, um, were, uh, were healing and wonderful for, for each other. Um, and then aside from that, uh, a lot of it, honestly, like we come up with great titles, you guys. Um, I don't know if, uh, if you're familiar with this, but, uh, in particular going back to, I think the earliest comic book club we did this year, um, when, uh, when Jason coined, uh, the title for that one, um, paraphrasing Billy Joel with he'll always be gold balls to me. Um, little things like that, uh, just throughout the year, uh, it, it has been a tough year as we've noted about 70 bajillion times at this point. Um, but, uh, but those little moments of discovery were especially, um, especially fun and especially uh, joyous for me throughout the year. Uh, I'm going to tag in on the animal crossing episode. And part of the reason we ended up with the animal crossing episode is because we all got together on a random zoom on like a Friday afternoon and went on this like stampede from island to island and we all watered each other's flowers to get better flowers on our islands and everything and it was the greatest thing and it was like may i think and the reason it stands out to me is because like you know three months before that if you had said the greatest joy you are going to get in an entire month in 2020 is going on Zoom and playing Nintendo with a bunch of other people, only like maybe two of which you've ever met in person. I w- 2019 Kelly would still be laughing at you for that. And it was such therapy and then getting to do the episode. And I think uh, the episode jumps off because I had my Switch sitting on my desk while we were recording and I saw that James signed in. We were playing and I'm like, oh, look, James is online playing Animal Crossing right now, which, of course, turned into how do you know that, Kelly? Um, And it was it was really, really entertaining. Um, Another special moment for me this year is TV 625. And the reason I bring that up is because that is the Westworld season three, episode one reaction show. Um, I don't feel like Don and I get to record near enough episodes about Westworld. And so when we have them, they feel very precious to me. 
And uh, mostly because I really like getting to nerd out with Dawn and basically like cracking each other up for an hour. And um, and that's not even like the 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 in-depth episode that one is just uh, when we do the 20 minute one the minute the show is over like we both finish watching it and we jump on the podcast and I literally set a timer on my phone for 20 minutes and we talk about the things that stand out to us in that moment so that was um that was another one of my favorite moments for this year and another one another, the other mothership episode I had because it was kind of a tie um was 507 which is when we got together and talked about what the future of Star Wars should be. Ah, yes. And and, and ended up predicting some stuff. Yeah, we did. Uh, I had that in my notes. <laughs> we mm-hmm. did. Yep. And, and it was just, like, for me, it was really awesome because uh, I got to sit around and talk about Star Wars without having to prove to anybody I was a fan. Uh, I got to sit around and talk about Star Wars and throw stuff out there and have people sort of debate it on its merits as opposed to automatically discounting it because it came from me for whatever reason you want to choose. Um, I'm a left-handed and I get a lot of grief for that as a Star Wars fan. No, I'm kidding. Yep. Um, but also... <laughs> Monster. Uh, like, I know. It, it's so weird. Um, but, like, just getting to sit and have that conversation and then having it go out on the feed and then having friend of the show, Todd, uh, reply back. Ooh, friend of I the just show, Todd. Friend of the show, Todd. Uh, Who works reply- a regular job. Yes. Reply back. Uh, this was a very lovely conversation or whatever it was that he said. And so like getting the stamp of approval from somebody whose job occasionally involves Star Wars was really exciting for me. So because um, I don't I mean, I don't get to hang out with anybody anymore, but I don't get to hang out with like Todd all that often. So literally it's happened once um so like getting getting to have those moments this year uh was was really fun and those were the ones that i wrote down Uh, that reminded me of two things one of them that star wars predictions thing um the title of episode 539 there will never be another alien movie well i guess uh, i guess we figured that one out too um i guess we charted that course pretty well and uh on recently played uh which is being spearheaded by our own uh listener turned panelist brian hamilton um the episode about hades uh one of my one of my favorite little little bits of conversational shifting is when monty immediately um gently goes after my play style uh, where he's like, I, 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 that's not how I play at all. Here's how I play. And it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it is, it's delightful because it's just, there are so many different ways to play a game like that. Uh, and it was, uh, it, it was delightful. I just, um, I, 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 I could have taken notes about so many different Monty quotes that I have throughout the year. And in fact, I don't know, I may bring one of them up a little bit later when we get to another thing. I'm going to play a, uh, another listener clip. This is a clip from a, uh, a game show episode. <laughs> in which um uh this is from listener Amy it is in which uh i think Lex just says something dumb and we make fun of him <laughs> <laughs> we're all worried when you announce a clip that it's going to be something like this about us <laughs> and happy thanks. birthday dan happy, happy birthday, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. face goodbye <laughs> I think they all should end with uh, like, goodbye. Goodbye sounds like Lex pulling the parachute cord. <laughs> 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 out of here. that uh, the lady from the week is late. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> That's what happens when I let Lex host my show. Turns out Steve. Oh. Steve was the mean person who made fun of Lex there. <laughs> huh. <laughs> story checks say. out. You know, yeah. it's a really good thing she sent in a clip instead of just saying, oh, I enjoyed that moment where somebody said something dumb and everybody made fun of him. <laughs> <'cause>... 
That would have made your job very difficult. Here's listener David who sent in a clip. Listener David has done this before. Listener David not only sends in a clip, he narrates his own clip because he, and puts in the, the sound effects because he really understands how lazy I am. Take it away, <laughs> listener David. David here. My favorite clip is from TPK's The Gleam in the King's Eye, where Monty's bugbear character Krong faces the horror of an unfair, morally absolutist, speciesist universe. Think of the children. My race has learned to hide from the torches and pitchforks of an angry world mm. who are angry at us because we eat children. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a child's time to die. I personally have not, <laughs> but it is my understanding that my race is all evil. So it is only a matter of time before I give in to my bestial impulses and just devour children left and right. <laughs> Something to look well, forward to then. If you're listening to Total Party Kill with your family, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> I enjoy Monty's uh, playing of Krong as a perfectly good person, but because the race bugbear that he's in is specifically evil, Krong is just resigned to the fact that Krong will be evil eventually, but in the meantime, it's fine. Oh, the TPK minis. That was something I really enjoyed this year. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know what I really enjoy? Thousands of hours of TPK not yet released into the <laughs> yeah. Total Party Kill feed. Uh, not to Again, I'm not pushing membership too much, but it's all in the feed for members. You can listen to it all. Jason, am I crazy or is there yes. a TPK specific bootleg? Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a TPK specific bootleg now? Well, yes, there is, Moises. There's a whole... What? If, what? if you want to just... Uh, become a member and then just subscribe to all of the TPK stuff that we've done as it's happening instead of when it gets edited and posted like two years later. There's a feed for that. You can put that in your podcast feed and then listen to the whole mini adventures thing, which is like 40 hours of gameplay with a bunch of characters crossing over. 40 hours? 40 Jason, Jason, Jason. Hours. Now, 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 there must be some sort of additional charge for this TPK no, I mean, specific You just have to become feed. a member of the Incomparable. You get it all. And I really liked how it was a group of players. So it was like, you didn't know which characters would be thrown together in little groups. I thought yes. that was a really neat da- aspect. Both Dan's and my annoying bards were in one adventure <laughs> together. That was yes. hilarious. That is true. <laughs> Jason, I would like you to tell the listeners of this show what your bard was like. Because I really enjoyed your bard's concept. Okay, th- this was one of my fun things for this year is that I created, so we were playing around with the D&D character creator and I had the really stupid idea of what if Cool Cat was a D&D character. And so I made a joke <laughs> D&D character, a tabaxi, because that's the cat people. Steve played one in Shocktober. Um, mm-hmm. I made a joke Cool Cat player, pasted it into Slack in a few places. We all had a good laugh, and then I just left it there. And then we started doing the mini-adventures many, many months later, and I said, I've got this cool cat character. I'll use him. And we get to the first adventure, and his weaponry is like boomerangs, and that's literally all it is. And I thought, oh no, I created this character entirely as a joke. He's not very good. <laughs> but he was funny. In between adventures, he got upgraded a little bit. But yeah, he, he was meant to be dumb and annoying, and he was, those things, absolutely. But... <laughs> But boomerangs are not a good weapon for Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, let's see. I've got another clip to play, and then I'll ask uh, the panelists again. But this this one's from listener Shrey. I'm going to play it now. This is another uh, little adventure in James Thompson uh, and the mind of <laughs> the mind of James Thompson. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, last time, everyone objected to my pronunciation, but uh, the word is something like 
Bagol, B-A-H-G-O-L, B-A-H-G-O-L. Dan, you're up first. God, that pronunciation is terrible. Steve, what's what? a bagel? Oh, uh, a bagel. I've been pronouncing it bagel, but that's all right. Uh, is a gigantic salamander-like creature used by the Rigelians as a sort of living oven. They trap these creatures, and then they cook local delicacies inside their boiling stomach acid. Steve seemed to make the most sense, which worries me. I know. I I just immediately immediately thought it was Steve's, so... Yeah, and I I don't know, is this a double bluff? Is this a triple bluff? How many levels of bluff can (laughs) we do? They're all bluffs. Steve's answer was very imaginative, so, you know, that's worth something, right? Our dignity. That's well, I mean, he might not have written it, so... Oh. <laughs> take, it, take that, Steve. Eat it. Eat it, Lutz. Sure. Um, I'm eating it. Yeah. It's delicious. It's cooked in a salamander. <laughs> yeah. Erica? Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have any good reason for why I think it was that one. It just strikes me if you're going to cook something inside a lizard, it's going to be like that. Um... <laughs> in- uh, I don't know. Maybe I just what, want it. What? I just... I- so many levels so many levels was it triple bluff i've got a few favorite moments all right albeit far fewer than i usually have because we were told to be brief this time out Mm -hmm. um which i mean you realize means i'm going to be reading fewer of your carefully crafted episode titles this year because i know this is revealed last year that uh Mm. that i title every episode imagining how steve will say it on the best of episode (laughs) (laughs) In fact, we may have actually heard about that on episode 495. Congratulations, you're all pregnant. Indeed. In, in, uh, in, which, uh, in which we at uh, 2645 um, got to hear the epic catching up on stuff theme. But I don't think I'll talk about no. that because uh, that was pretty good. Um, no, it's just that uh, this particular episode is peppered with so many instances of people saying, hooray, 2019 was such a crap show and now it's 2020 and everything's going to be better. Oh, yeah. I got to play a few game shows and host a few game shows, but uh, another thing that sort of fell uh, by the wayside this year, which I'm hoping to uh, 2020 will uh, will do a little bit better with. All right, it's a running theme for you, Dan. Better in 2020. Better in 2020. What couldn't be better in 2020? Frankly, (laughs) at 2:24, I say 2020, Jason. It's here. It's finally here. Can you believe it? (laughs) Things feel different now. Those flying cars are really winning me over. Things feel different. Hmm. Well, it was great for a minute. If you listen closely, though, I think you can tell that I sense that something's not quite right already. Well, 2021 is going to be different. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Of course it is. <laughs> what, are the, what are the odds, guys? What are the odds? And then a little bit later, I say, bring on that sweet Skeletor apocalypse. Not realizing. What did you do, That Steve? we were right on the precipice. Thanks, Steve. We Thanks. were right on the precipice. That was yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it started like nine years ago, but uh, <laughs> we've been working up to it. Um, let's see. Game show 124. That's Wayne Gretzky. That's uh, an episode of Random Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to highlight a couple of very short moments um, <laughs> in which um, Erica happens to announce a question from the original Genus Edition, uh, and we're treated to a very excited reaction. Can you uh, play it? Oh, I, do, there, I do have that clip. There you go. So many twos. All right. Well, this one is coming from the good old-fashioned Genus Edition, the very first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I stand by that. 
in, instead of the little the little bloop clip at the end of you playing a clip, I think it needs to be that. Yeah. yeah. I just really enjoy all that enthusiasm for a game from 1982 or 81 or whatever it is. Uh, and then again at 3627, um, you know, Erica once again gets a question from the original Genus Edition. I rolled a five. All right. This is coming from the original Genus One. Category five is. Yeah. S- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good callback. I know what I like. There aren't oh, nearly man. enough questions from the original oh, Genus Edition. So well, Monty <laughs> but, uh, does your thing from now on. You have to do that every time, right? Every, everybody has to do it. Time, everybody yes. has to do it now. Yep. So it'll just be You're yep. lucky I didn't do it just now. Oh, man. <laughs> you can tell he kind of shot his wad with the first yeah, and he didn't have as much to give to the second one. But... Oh, wow. Get dehydrated. Um, let's see. Oh, in episode 500, Amalgamated Zeppelin Monocle Company. Um, we reference the dreaded UG iTunes review. Mm. Um, let's uh, let's go to the clip. Uh, episode seventy three, <laughs> UG, a twenty eleven clip show, our first <laughs> dumb clip show. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we pick a favorite thing singular in that episode instead of seven thousand yeah. favorite things. Imagine, imagine yeah. that. Uh, also, UG. The the source the source of UG by the way that was an iTunes review of the podcast was just yes. UG. Oh. UG. Well, no, there was more to it, but the, the topic was UG. Yeah, it was something uh, about us talking over top of each other. We never do that. Uh, we don't. The, no, the, no, 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 we don't do that. We don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway. How dare yep. you, sir? Jokes. Did you redub extra parts over that? Because <laughs> nope. that's just too good. No, that's nope. literally how it sounded. Nope. That is We're one of the best. Finally, ever. Skype lag works in our yeah. favor. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I did want to mention uh, Game Show 136. I really should have studied my Dan's, which was Dan Conceivable, <laughs> uh, which was a, just a very sweet late birthday gift from Lex to Dan. Uh, but mainly it was very satisfying to hear Dan tortured in the same way. He has so frequently tortured all of us. <laughs> But especially when Jason, as the scorekeeper, decides to begin assigning fractional points for most oh, of yeah. the answers that are given. I don't have a specific clip for that. Yeah! But I just yeah! <laughs> yeah! Um, let's see. Just about my last one is uh, 512 Eponymous, the, um, music, the 90s music draft that was sniped from me earlier. By me. And this is uh, what I think is the not really underappreciated joke of the year. In fact, it was pretty well appreciated, but I wanted to mention it because it is a favorite moment. Um, let's go to the clip, Jason. Supergrass, I should cocoa, the sound hey. of dangerously concentrated youthful enthusiasm. The irony of songs from this album being used in ads for rheumatoid arthritis meds is staggering. <laughs> As are people with rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I, I feel like I deserve at least an assist for that, though. Yep, but, uh, yep you get the assist for sure. You set I, him up. I, I genuinely find down. that you uh, set up the old person and Monty spiked him down. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Gently bumped them. It was, it was easy because they had rheumatoid arthritis. Uh-huh. It was easy. Yeah, you <laughs> so, don't get wow. far that way. Brittle bones. Wow. Not really underappreciated because it did get an uproarious response, <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it enough to bring it up again. Yeah. And then the, the last thing I wanted to mention yeah. was just, uh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And last thing I wanted to mention isn't even really part of the episodes proper, and that's the um, the rhetoric coffee spots that you did a couple of times this oh. year, oh. in which Erica acted as your coffee ringer because you don't drink coffee and you have nothing to say on the subject. Exactly. So you invited <laughs> her along to ask her simple questions about coffee, and I find that interaction really charming. Erica was my coffee elf. I was a coffee elf. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's no spit in a tube, but it's a pretty good series of ads. So. <laughs> And that's all I got, because I'm being brief. All right, good job. <laughs> um, let's go to a clip sent in by listener Alex. Uh, this is in a particularly dark episode of UK Triv, uh, where there's been lots of questions about terrible things. This is the moment <laughs> where Anthony draws the next question and discovers it is more of the same. <laughs> Uh <laughs> oh, God. oh dear. God. He's laughing. Oh, fabulous. Either it's oh, crushingly dear. difficult or like which Drafts. Edmonton Oilers player uh scored many points. Anyway. No, no, the lady of it, okay. It, it, it's it's neither, it's just it's really dark Good. again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Which thirty year old was buried at Aintree in nineteen ninety five? with his head facing the winning post. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't laugh. <laughs> oh. Oh, and dear. yet, here we are. <laughs> We're a terrible people. We <laughs> really are. <laughs> Thanks, listener Alex, for reminding us. It's <laughs> listener Alex who did the Skeletor map, I believe. So thanks. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems to enjoy evil, that one. I had one clip from a couple of weeks ago when, for whatever reason, we watched The Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh That's because it was Kilmus. That's why. I mean, it's obvious. For a specific reason. In under a minute, you managed to basically distill the whole plot of the movie down and why they did things, and you built to the best line in the movie. Okay, let's and listen. I, I just, I love, I can't I wait to hear how good I was it. in this episode. Let's go to the clip. <laughs> this is the fault of, of the studio. And then everything else is just a sunk cost fallacy going yes. on, yeah. right? <laughs> Where it's like, we already built the monsters and we already rented the, you know, we did the sets and we got this big place in Australia where we're going to we do all, all of these this. different colored moomoos. Yeah, yeah. Like we got, so we got, many. we rented the piano. We got to <laughs> use this stuff. They had so many storms yeah. and delays from just weather. The the shoot ended up being something like six months. Yeah. And so they we're all trapped there. So it, it is, I think in the, tr- in in the classic sense of a, a terrible, a movie that was a disastrous production, there's usually a bunch of those things that go wrong and then they just keep spending money because they figure at least we'll get a movie out of it in the end. And this is certainly a movie. It is a movie. <laughs> we can agree it's a movie. That that yeah. does happen. At the very end, after Val Kilmer says, I just want to emphasize this, I want to go to dog heaven and then die. <laughs> I just want to emphasize yeah. this. That may need to be my epitaph. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there should at least be a Kill Miss Carol sell, sell, uh, centered around that oh line. Oh, my God. And, yeah. and, I, and I love, they rented the piano. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the little piano to sit atop yeah, the piano. Yeah, I just want to make a movie. <laughs> sure. Why not? I mean, a yeah. piano. You know, horror movie needs a piano and a, a little piano. 
Jason's ebullience in introducing Kilmus as a new concept uh, was positively <laughs> infectious. Um, just like in, in uh, inducting Shakespeare Club as a, as a new recurring mothership so, uh, show. Yeah, the Shakespeare Club, I think, is a good idea. Kilmus. Yes. Uh, what, <laughs> Kilmus was an idea. Was an idea. Kilmus is also present. Yeah, I'm thinking about Kilmus. Like, luckily, you can't keep this going for very oh, long. Oh, no. No, he I, has a limited <laughs> repertoire. Yeah, exactly. He's not really making any new yeah. movies. Yeah. No, I, I think I think my approach with Kilmus is definitely introduce it as if it's always been there and will always be there and then never do it again. But that was one of those listeners to the incomparable will know that sometimes I get a really dumb idea and I'm like, that's a dumb idea. And I discard it. Other times I get a dumb idea and I go, that's a dumb idea. Oh, I like that dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta add one L to that, and we can do it again next year, and finally give uh, people who want the horror movie episodes kill or kill again would be kill and a, kill yeah. again, right? Mm-hmm. We can get that in there. We can get kill Bill in there. Bill. Lots License of kill. to kill, lots of kill. the killers. License. It's right. Oh there. my god! Yeah. Well, these are all great ideas. Just save them for twenty twenty one. Listener Shrey also sent this clip in. This is a. Uh, I think this is a a uh, uh, an inconceivable Dan. That may have gone awry. Let's let's listen to the clip. Uh, is a game entitled "To the Letter." From the following description, figure out the '80s sci-fi fantasy movie title from which I have dropped a single letter. <laughs> Kathy, we'll start with you. Okay. A robot is designed specifically for deciphering mystical characters on swords and knives. <laughs> So, a, a 80s movie about a robot. There a were a robot. bunch. The 80s loved robots. Loved robots. One robot that comes to mind is uh, Short Circuit. I was going to say okay. that, too. Short Circuit. But then, how do you change it? Sort or shot? No, that would be more guns. I think related. it might probably take a letter from Circuit. Circuit. Uh, Sir- circuit. 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 <laughs> Short cut. I would pay to listen to this podcast sometimes. <laughs> Good news. Some people probably do. Some people do. Um, all right. So that was an idea. Uh, yeah. Can you I guys say I'm sir not... cut like three more times, please? I really enjoyed sir that. Sir cut. If we say it enough, maybe it's a word. Sir cut. Um, what swords have writing in it was there like a king arthur thing it's like uh, sword, sword, sword of stone. stone um <laughs> we are really bad at this really See, what so i'm laughing at, at is dan moran texting me behind the scenes <laughs> merely the word help you know what you know what and, and lex by you announcing that that was really the least helpful thing you could do <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so it's not going to be the swad in the stone or the sword in the tone. The biggest the tone. I can give right now is I believe from everything I'm hearing, there is no chance you're going to get Okay. Oh, wow. The <laughs> <laughs> sword in the stone. I, I feel like that's valuable help. Yeah. Let's, uh, so let's what you're just... saying is we should just give Yeah, we, I think I think you could just you could just say, sorry, you're not smart enough to get this one. <laughs> That was that went very badly. Sir Cut. By the way, just for the record, because I had to ask Dan, the answer to this was Blade Blade Runer. Runer. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that was that hard. I think my favorite part of that clip is probably Anthony bemusedly in the background laughing about the swat in the stone. (laughs) (laughs) The swat in the stone. It's totally a pound 20. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Could not figure out how to get out of that question, hence texting Lex for help, which he did not not do. No. Don't ask Lex for help. He anti-helped. No. Swad. Oh, boy. Swad missed out. Swad. Okay. I love those swads. Oh. They're better with stones. All right. We now, uh, we've come to a very important point in the uh, clip show. Oh, is it time for the Skeletor clip loop? Yeah. Okay. Just to recap what happened last year. (laughs) Last year, Steve introduced the Skeletor clip loop. Hmm. And I refused to play it, thereby ending the Skeletor clip loop, except that after the end credits, the, after the music faded at the end of the episode, I did play the entire Skeletor clip loop, which is why that episode that seemed like it was only two hours long was actually five hours long, because there was a Skeletor <laughs> clip loop at the end of it. So we, here's the thing. Um, 2020 happened. I feel like Skeletor is getting the best of us. I've been trying to figure out if there might be a way for us to escape from, because it's still, we try not to play the Skeletor loop and it keeps happening. And I had an like idea. Black hole. It's weird how that happens. Um, which is, what if we created a new clip loop in this episode to refer to next year that would be able to somehow counteract the Skeletor clip loop and, Interesting. and provide sort of a a counterbalance in the in the uh, the the universe in the forces of light and darkness, like a like a, a sort of reliquary within which to seal the darkness. Yeah. What if? Yeah. What if there were mm. two clip loops? It's really what I'm saying. But we have to do it ourselves. Uh-oh. No one's gonna do it for us. Oh, we have every, to do. Everyone it. has two clip loops inside them, Jason. For point of order, Jason. <laughs> so the small, the small clip loop is above the low, the lower, larger oh, clip like, loop. It's like a vampires and werewolves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I think there's a fairly good chance we could convince the listeners to do it for us. Oh, <laughs> that's well. What we what we could do is we can cue we can cue some things up now, and then they can say, "I like that part of the." show where you did the clip of the other clip and then oh, okay, we're good. and then we're going we're we're on the on the train and i and i think we've already got a head start on that if we just keep singing catching up on stuff catching up on stuff catching up on stuff yeah i think the reason we're so fond of things like tv theme songs is we do so much singing on this show there is probably a broadway musical length mm series of song clips that we could probably put together i uh, i didn't like, have the time like i have been taking notes on that you just said that where david could hear you yeah <laughs> I, I i had a thought that yeah i like i could i could pick that i mean because i love celebratory episodes of the incomparable um so i could pick a piece of that episode of the incomparable episode 495 um because well i like the sound of my own voice um and things that pander directly to me uh but i also like time travel and in that clip i basically zip forward to this exact moment in time to me selecting the clip of me stating that i'm going to pick the clip of erica's theme song from 2019 so what you're saying is so that's been my year Catching up on stuff. Catching up on stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's a, the perfectly reasonable. Catching up on stuff. In 2019. <laughs> Ooh, I have a theme song. Thanks, guys. Erica was catching up on stuff. It's okay, Erica. You can catch up on stuff. This is the next 30 minutes of this episode. <laughs> the new stuff will still be there in 2020. You can catch up on that in 2021. <laughs> but not suits, because suits is done. <laughs> 
What if it was already 2021? What would we do for a clip show then? We'd be catching up on stuff. Catching up on stuff. Catching up on the future from the past. I appreciate how Jason, who can actually sing, is dedicated to not being in tune just as an homage to the Flophouse. I love Elliot Kalin. What can I say? <laughs> I did eventually finish Suits and I cried a lot. See? Aww. <laughs> see? Spoilers. <laughs> Earlier today, I was talking to Kelly and Kelly, I got the distinct impression that, um, do you know what the Skeletor clip loop is? Nope. Really? Every day someone's born who hasn't heard, who hasn't the, Skeletor heard the Skeletor clip, clip loop. So, yeah, <laughs> this is my first time on this well, one. Apparently yep. I shot my mouth off on the incomparable a well, lot we more do release than it normal. Every year. Yeah, Kelly, yeah. Kelly, and let me you, let me explain you to you listen. what the Skeletor clip loop is. Why, why don't you just play oh, it? Oh, oh, just play it for it. <laughs> um well I'm gonna go with one then that's uh that's close to my heart for various reasons. And uh I know somebody's just raring to pick him, so I better grab him now. I'm gonna pick uh pick Skeletor. From the Masters of the Universe <laughs> tune series. Sorry, I did not see that coming. Uh, should, he shouldn't he be on the show with Tom Servo. Well, the beauty of Skeletor is that he can die every week and yet miraculously reappear from under the pile of rocks that he was buried under in well, subsequent weeks. So if Anthony tries to send Skeletor to the cornfield, what happens? He's back the next week. That's well, the tension of the show. No spoilers. No spoilers. All right. I'll wait for your... I'll wait for your, your premise. Eagerly. It's crucial wow. to my plot, which uh, which uh, I look forward to uh, making up on the can tomorrow. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. So anyway, Kelly, uh, Steve did that, and then he picked that clip in another episode and then picked that clip in the previous from the, the previous clip, clip, clip. Okay. creating a cl- recursive clip loop where the clip continues to be picked, and it's grown and grown and now threatens the universe, basically. Sure. I think we played that clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sort of thought it was pretend, which is why I sent you the clip that I sent you, Jason. I'm not convinced. I wasn't until this moment. I was not convinced that it was real. Oh, it's real. I just want to say my my favorite clip of 2021, mm-hmm. looking back, is when Kelly didn't know what the Skeletor clip loop was, <laughs> and we had to share it. Nice. Mm, Anti-Skeletor. Interesting. Mm. Here is the clip that Kelly selected. We should do record the clip show like tomorrow and invent things that happened in 2020 <laughs> and then bank it for 12 Ooh. months and then just put it out and people are like, I don't remember any of this stuff. Just sounds uh, good. The improv clip show. It would be really weird of us to just totally make something up from whole cloth and just yeah, yeah. doesn't sound like, just like us and just give That's, it to the audience. No, doesn't sound like us. It would be a betrayal of the audience, <laughs> a true betrayal. Intriguing, intriguing mm. anti clip. Mm. I, I mean the the concept of just fully retconning matter. I mean, why not versus antimatter Skeletor versus anti Skeletor? Interesting. Catching up on clip loops. <laughs> Any other <laughs> uh, on suggestions loops. for? anti-skeletor clips we could uh, we could do oh yeah i've got something pick any clip and the only criterion is that it somehow defeats skeletor mm-hmm. it's up to us to decide what that meant now the way i see it skeletor is a nest of self-references a metatextual soup that's been drained of context but continues on a zombie husk <laughs> threatening to take over the show and it has to be stopped so i am picking me explaining my left snouth joke after pick, <laughs> after Moises picked episode 515 in the Muppet Draft as his favorite episode of last year. Because what do you use to stop a reference? An explanation. <laughs> that is a great pick, Moises. And it gives me the opportunity to clarify something because 
I'm just going to tag up on this because I was going to pick that. Boom. Um, in the bring out your dead round, one of my picks was left snout, and I don't think anybody got it. Uh, I Jason, totally did. I totally Jason, got it. Can you play, of course. play the clip that I provided? Yes, I can. Uh, thank you. I have re- prepared a short list of bring out your dead. Okay. Uh, Mr. Bimbo. That's the little man who lives inside Fozzie's finger in Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, left snout, <laughs> which I think is a very funny thing to say. The ghost of Christmas <laughs> yes. future in Muppet Christmas Carol, <gasps> heck of a Muppet. There's so one banana Muppet I always love seeing. He's hilarious. Polly the Lobster from Muppet Treasure Island is fantastic. And finally, shout out to the Muppet I own that I got at FAO Schwartz. It's an official Muppet. So uh, just for the record, the Snouths, uh, spelled with a W, are the two backup singers for Manamana and the Snouths. They're the ones that go, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be funny to pick just one of them. And I chose the left one as a reference to the famous Super Bowl halftime left show, shark. Moon, Left, left shark. shark. I think it's a very yeah. good set of references, but I don't think it got the attention it did at the time. And also, this gives me the opportunity to clarify something. Uh, earlier <laughs> in that clip, I used the phrase famous Super Bowl halftime show meme left shark, but that doesn't scan very well, I don't think. Well, I've said it out loud. And also, it doesn't really explain it to anybody that doesn't remember the incident. So really quick, just so everybody has the context for left snouth, uh-huh. when Katy Perry did the Super Bowl halftime show, she had two backup dancers just kind of like sharks, and everyone agreed that the one on the left was kind of flailing around, and left sure, shark became sure. kind of a meme. So that's where left snouth came from in the Muppet draft. I just wanted to make that clear because I do think it's a really good joke and eventually everyone will agree with me. I did love it. So you're picking <laughs> you picking that clip from earlier in this episode. No, I'm, I'm picking me explaining the joke from when Moises picked that episode. I, Monty, I love where your head's at. And so I'm, I'm coming at it from yet a different tactic. We have to attack this from all sides. We've cited last year's clip show 495 many times now. And in trying to destroy a fictional character that has invaded our podcast, I feel like the only solution is to summon some of the most powerful monsters. We do. We need to summon... The monsters. The monsters can protect us and fight off Skeletor. No mere monster squad. A serial monster squad. One monster in particular. (gasps) A specific monster? Uh, I loved uh, episode 479, specifically Booberry, specifically Chip explaining his pick by saying, specifically Booberry. I believe I have a clip. (laughs) What? What? I'm forced to retrench and seek comfort among the monster cereals. Okay. Yeah. It come, always comes back to the monster cereals, doesn't it? Specifically, Booberry, because I am always for the underdog. You know, Chip, I think saying the phrase specifically Booberry is literally the most ridiculous thing in almost 500 episodes of The Incomparable. So thank you for that. That says something. Wow. So Chip has made his choice. It's a monster cereal, specifically Booberry, and oh, I can't get enough of that. I stand. By I would. That I would like to adjust As my pick should. for favorite clip the thing of last I love year. Most about it is the beginning of Chip's delivery. He sounds like a Civil War soldier in a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> I I find respite in the monster serials. My dearest Shannon, we may never meet and again. That's why I, I shall see you on the other side among the monster serials. My only solace is my dear companion Booberry. I mean, that's that's Dave, why I David's trying to answer the clip, but he doesn't know he's I'm in trying to answer the clip. in the clip, oh, David. Lord. <laughs> Lord, David's see? trapped inside the clip. Jason, let oh, it out. I'm stuck. 
<laughs> it's some sort of clip show phantom zone. Why are they not listening to me? I'm trying to talk to them, but they're still talking. That is the best podcaster bait of all time. You just start playing a clip and, and pretend they have to. From the past, the you can't interact with them. It's that sound, it's sound effect. effect. Oh does it. We've got a certain amount of recursive energy mm-hmm. in there. We've got a bunch of that over explaining, head cannoning. Um, you know, I, I feel I feel like we've got right. we've got various fronts in this temporal cold war. Solid candidate there because Boo Berry can help us. Fight. Specifically. Sp- yes, very specifically. Look, I mean, technically speaking, we can draft Fruit Brood off of that mm-hmm. and Count Chocula and the whole group of them. I feel like you guys are, are missing the 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 spirit of the original thing. You keep trying to come up with these things that are recursive and let's pick a clip that circles in on itself. The Skeletor thing did not start as recursive. It was just a funny thing that Steve said and then he references it and made the loop. But if you want to start it, you need just a seed of a funny thing that Steve says. So the clip I've selected is a funny thing that Steve said, which, you oh know, it fulfills the first criteria. Um, it does, for the people who enjoy the, the recursion thing, include my feeble attempt to reference the Skeletor clip, but that's not recursive. That is still just a straight line. So I know what it is. Pizza rolls. <laughs> that's not it. Oh. Jason's got that clip for you now. We're going to clean this episode up now. Oh, thank God. With Steve Lutz. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, dear. I was going to drink Arrogant Bastard today because that uh, that's kind of my go-to, and I enjoy it a lot. But instead, I decided to drink a beer that's uh, more of a recent discovery because they just started brewing it, um, which comes from uh, Novo Brasil here in Chula Vista, about two miles from my house. And it's a uh, strawberry milkshake. Oh man, you're IPA. killing me! You're killing me! Dan did not see I'm that coming. I'm curious about those. Yeah, and I picked Actually. this beer because when you hear the name, it sounds like a really horrible idea. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're going to put strawberry milk and an IPA together. There's no way that combination is going to work. Who could possibly enjoy such a grotesque concoction? <laughs> and yet, as distressingly awful as it sounds. I got to admit, this is pretty good. I see an analogy coming. And that's the incomparable in a nutshell, (laughs) John Syracuse. (laughs) Wow. He's a sorcerer. How did he know? (laughs) (laughs) It shouldn't work, and God knows it sounds like a bad idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But people seem to like it, so who am I to judge? <laughs> you know, when I uh, when I told Dan Benjamin I was starting a podcast, he said, I have one piece of advice for you, Jason. Never have more than two guests. True uh-huh. story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such good advice, It was though. so right. Mm-hmm. Never sell that word, Asia. Yep. It's all true. Hmm. That's the mission statement. It's a good thing the other seven guests are in the clipper. <laughs> <laughs> I got one on tap. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go with one then that's... Uh, it's close to my heart for various reasons, and uh, I know somebody's just raring to pick him, so I better grab him now. I'm going to pick Glenn picking Funny Bones from the first Incomparable <laughs> Film Festival. Did you see that coming, Dan? I just want to know. I, I still don't see it coming. Is there a clip? Let's go to the clip. <laughs> now we will move on to the even more dramatically fast lightning round of the fourth round and the fifth can round. Can it get faster? It can. And it's not going to cause you some just sort say of rip the name in the time of the space movie. continuum? Say the name it's of the gonna. movie and then a brief then description of why, and then we will we will applaud. Glenn, two or, or in the case of Glenn, we might boo. <laughs> Glenn, go ahead. Funny Bones. What? Jerry Lewis. Who doesn't love Jerry Ooh. Lewis? Funny Bones, great Jesus movie. Lady. 
Shut up. Uh, great movie. It's got Oliver Platt. It has uh, Lee Evans, a crazy, funny British comedian, in one of his best roles. It is Jerry Lewis in a terrific part. It's terrible jokes, but it's a, it's a beautiful, strange, lovely, frightening, humorous, crazy movie. Love it. Great film. Saw it in the film festival when it first opened. Seen it many times since. Highly recommended. I didn't see that coming. Wow. wow that, that was no nonsense. I've never even yep. heard of that movie. <laughs> what? Oh. No. Oh, my God. okay. Well, that needs to. Vaguely, really come... neither have I. What? I, this is crazy. It's not sure that it's I have. Kind of like Cinderella. This is cr- no. <laughs> it is not crazy. Everyone on this podcast. Oh, you are so uh, dead. Everyone on this podcast <laughs> needs to go see Funny Bones. It is a very funny. I know. We'll, we'll all people... go to your day of the festival oh, and geez. learn a little and love a little. We're going to sit in the back row and and we may have some wine, but we will. I'm done. Next. Wow. Uh, Serenity didn't see that coming. My favorite response to that is just that Dan just just he can't help himself. He just says, "Jesus, Glenn." <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind this is supposed to be us picking great movies mm. for a film festival, and that's what. Uh, see, that's what I was going to say, you out. think that Jerry Lewis is going to save us from Skeletor, but no, you think that Glenn is going to save us from Skeletor, and you might well, be right. Of, I mean, all right, look, it makes sense because see, Skeletor is made of bones, but. They are very serious bones indeed. indeed. So, oh, okay, so funny, okay. So, you know, funny bones funny seems like an ideal okay. method to oh, counteract it. There is a nice parallelism with the fact that I get to respond in both cases. That's right. Both not seeing it coming <laughs> well, and okay. seeing not seeing Glenn coming. Because yeah. whoever right. sees Glenn no one, coming. Only the raccoons <laughs> see Glenn coming. I mean, you know the old saying, fight bones with bones, right? Yeah, That's, yeah uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. If I heard it once, I heard it a thousand times. All right. Well, most importantly, this is just a terrific opportunity to drag Glenn annually in perpetuity. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I wasn't on board. Now I am. (laughs) Way to sell it. Here's my selection, which is actually um, from an episode where we drag Glenn. Funny (laughs) how that works. It could be any episode, really. It could be Uh, an episode with a number. I don't know if this is the right one to construct a clip loop from, but I thought I would. uh, I thought I would give it a go. Here it is. You edit out the part where we kind of make fun of the sponsor, right? I think the sponsors love it when we make fun of them because it's more integrated. And when you when you're reading a sponsor read like it's a hostage video, it's not so good. It's not so good. Twenty three and me. And and I have to say, in a tube, you'll love it. I love it when our sponsors are things I've actually used. Help me. They're in a spit in a tube, everybody. <laughs> it's a special moment. Well, do we have we done enough to stop Skeletor, everybody? Do you think? Done, done enough damage as usual. Only time will tell. No, I don't think we have. <laughs> we found an excuse to play old clips from the 500-year history of the Incomparable uh-huh. again somehow, so that's a thing we did. The point is that next year <laughs> we can refer to these clips in the best of. Huh. Or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> If they, if Jason, if we have nothing better in the rest of 2021, I feel like we're in trouble. And, and I'm just going to say once again, if people want to make the random.org supercut for this, I'm going to go in the order provided by random.org. Oh, random.org. Random.org. We bring the random to you. That's their theme song. I, I started it for time. you. I started it for you. Just, I guess you have to explain that as a theme song. Steve, is the second line of that theme song going to come back now? I don't know. <laughs> I feel the like that part has been lost. That's, that's, uh, that's up to everybody else. I, I just say stupid things and people just run with them. I'm not sure why.
And that brings us to the end of the incomparable clip show. <laughs> I thought you were just going to start go go with that brings us to the end of the incomparable. 20, well, maybe we'll put 2020 in the ground. It's in the just in the in the bin, the the, the flaming dumpster that it belongs in, and we move on to 2021. But we had some fun along the way. We made the best of a bad situation. On to 2021, which will this is a clip. Everybody get ready. This will be in next year's clip show. 2021, certainly it will be a great year. Mm. Uh-oh. 2021, Jason, it's we here. Did it. It's finally here. We did it. We did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd like to thank my panelists for being here. Uh, and for being on so many episodes this year, uh, here's to surviving 2020, Dan Morin. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. That was my that was my attempt for a clip. <laughs> All right. Moises Chuyan. Goodbye. Random.org. Yeah. Monty Ashley. Thank you and goodbye. Make a self-referential thing and then beat it to death over several years. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I could try. <laughs> Kelly Gamont. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you so much. I'm really excited I got to actually make it to the clip show this year. And I just want to say that uh, part of the reason that I can chalk 2020 up to not being a complete disaster was all of you. Oh, thank you. Very nice. David J. Lore, thank you. This has been a tough year for everyone. And you all have been like home to me. And uh, that's been a good thing out in the middle of nowhere. And I want to emphasize this. I want to go to dog heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Still got it. Still got it. Steve Lutz, thank you. Thank you, Jason. It's uh, been really great catching up on stuff. Catching up on stuff. Catching up on on stuff. stuff. But not suits. Because it's done. But we made Erica cry at the end. Are you guys actually caught up on stuff, though? Because I definitely am not. (laughs) Can't get caught up on stuff. There's just too much stuff. I've declared stuff bankruptcy. There's a reason why there's not a song called Caught Up on Stuff. Because you're always catching up on new stuff. Stuffing up on catch. (laughs) Erica Ensign, thank you. I'm just going to say what I was going to say, and that's that I'm going to spend 2021 catching up on stuff. You should catch (laughs) up on stuff. stuff. (laughs) That's a thing you can do in 2021. Very few movies released in 2021. You got time to catch up on stuff. I repeat, Birds of Prey was really good. You can see it on HBO Max along with every Warner Brothers release. (laughs) And John Syracuse, thank you. I only regret that I have but one clip to give for my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But if you play your cards right, that clip can last for 45 years. (laughs) And uh, thanks to everybody out there for listening to this episode of The Incomparable. I can't believe you got to the end. Uh, This episode brought to you by Random.org. Random.org. We bring the random to you. And don't you forget it. That's their theme song. We'll see you next week. When we'll be catching up on new stuff. (laughs) 